Greetings, innovators. I wanted to talk to you about Anchor. Have you heard of it? If you haven't, guess what? You've already been informally introduced because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. And I know that because that's how I create my podcast, Vividly Speaking with Dr. Vivid. It's free. It's loaded with a ton of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. And you can do it from your phone. If you're on the go doing a lot of interviews, you can do it from your computer. And also, you don't even have to do the heavy lifting when it comes to distribution. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you heard that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Therefore, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms. And Anchor also helps you make money. Yes, Yes, and there aren't any minimum listenership rules with their sponsorship. So it's essentially everything you need to make a podcast, a successful podcast, a less stressful podcast (laughs) in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tell them Dr. Vivid sent you. Greetings, innovators. How you doing? How we going? How are ya? Dr. Vivid here, welcoming you to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, Dr. Vivid. Thank you for joining me once again in the podcast universe. Thank you for all the listens, all the likes, all the shares, all of the comments and feedback. You guys are amazing that you've been giving me. So let's jump into this week's episode, shall we? Come on, let's go. So last night I got into the VMAs. What I got out of it, that's the real tea. So I'm a child of the late 80s, the 90s, and cash money taking over for the 99 and 2000s. So when I hear... VMAs, BT Awards, I expect to be the wild. I was not the wild. I was very much the underwhelmed. <laughs> Some of the outfits over underwhelmed me. Um, the performances, nobody knocked my socks off. Nobody made me stand up. Nobody made me throw a shoe at my TV. Nobody made me scream at the top of my lungs, snatching my wig back off, turning it, flipping it, and reversing it. No one did that for me. I will say that I did really enjoy Little Nas X's performance. I did enjoy Chloe. Chloe, the Chloe Bailey. The food is so big. The TikTok. Listen, sis had this song going crazy on TikTok for months. We were like, sis, please, please release the full track. And she said, you will wait. You will wait. And she made us wait, but she released the visual before the VMAs. Bright move, brilliant move. You know who her mentor is. And the performance was her first performance as a solo artist. Yes, we've seen her perform um, when she did Feeling Good tribute for um, the one and only Nina Simone. But this was her really showing you this is who I am. I want to give a moment to her sister Hallie because they ride for each other. But the way Hallie rides for Chloe, she is 
the spice. If Chloe is the sugar, Hallie is the spice. She said, first of all, y'all gonna acknowledge that my sister is the everything. Second of all, if I hear you talking any trash, what was it? Third, let's just get into the music and let's get into me being a fan of my sister. So I love it. Um, Normani, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. Normani didn't give me what I thought she was gonna give me. It wasn't really high energy. Um, and if you and if you disagree, point to where the energy was in her performance. It was very much. It, it gave me rehearsal vibes. I don't know. And then, yes, she brought out Tiana Taylor for the old to Janet Jackson, Miss Jackson, if you nasty. If you've never seen Janet do that, what Tiana and Normani were participating in at the end of Normani's performance, Miss Jackson, if you nasty, she brings a lucky person up on stage and she gives them the work in the most sensual, sexual, aggressive, nasty way. Um, and Normani, she just wasn't giving me that with Tiana. And I love me some Tiana Taylor. We love Petunia. We love her. Um, I don't know. A lot of things are missing. Shout out to the Foo Fighters. I love the Foo Fighters because I love Dave Grohl. I love Dave Grohl because I love Nirvana. Do your music history. But how are you guys feeling? The looks, the hosting, was it a vibe or was it a, nah, I don't know. Um, in other news, kids are in their third week of school in DC public schools. Numbers are rising for COVID cases. Luckily, my baby's doing well right now, but I'm always prepared to switch it up and go virtual. Hopefully, more people will be focused on being safe in the next couple of weeks, especially as we're about to walk headfirst into flu season. Um, In happier news, I gave my cat some new catnip, and she showed her ass. Shorty was flipping, flopping, doing crunches, like cat laughing. I don't know what was going on. But it was very much giving me pie head having lots of fun at your friendly summer music festival in feline form. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm on this week. All right, let's get into the next segment. What's happening? What, what, what's happening? What goes on here? So the list of destinations that the CDC has told us, ah, don't you carry your ass over there, has begun to become a bit lengthy. Now, when y'all got y'all uno and dos shots, y'all were like, the world is opening back up again. Run it up. Expedia, cheap tickets, Priceline, we out. And I understand your antsiness, your restlessness. But as I was scrolling on the interwebs on um, various articles that talked about this list of places the CDC has told you about, um, and I even was on Instagram bouncing back and forth between various articles. This is the thing. As I'm looking at the comment section, so many people were like, oh, Jamaica's on that list. I'm going anyway. Oh, going to Hawaii anyway. Oh, I already went there. 
I'll probably make my way back there very um, soon. And I'm sitting there like, huh? Uh, 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 huh? What you mean? They told you not to go. Why are you doing this? There are numerous reasons that um, the CDC is telling people not to go. So if you don't know, there's a risk assessment level starting with level unknown and going on to level four. So level unknown, um, COVID level low, moderate, high, and very high. And the CDC was like, yo, avoid these travel destinations. And if you do travel, make sure you're fully vaccinated because the amount of COVID cases there are astronomical when you consider the population. The list goes Afghanistan, Albania, Andorra, Argentina, Aruba, Azerbaijan, the Bahamas, Bangladesh, Belize, Botswana, British Virgin Islands, Brunei, Burma, Myanmar, Burundi, Central African Republic, Colombia, Costa Rica, Cuba, Curacao, Cyprus, Democratic Republic of the Congo, Dominica, Estonia, Eswatini, Fiji, France, French Guyana, French Polynesia, Georgia, Greece, Grenada, Guadalupe, Guam, Haiti, Iceland, Iran, Iraq, whew, Ireland, Isle of Man, Israel, Jamaica, Jersey, part of the UK, Kazakhstan, Kosovo, Kyrgyzstan, Kuwait, Lebanon, Lesotho, Libya, Lithuania, Malaysia, Maldives, Martinique, Mauritius, Mongolia, Montenegro, Morocco, Nepal, North Macedonia, Panama, Papua New Guinea, Portugal, Puerto Rico, Reunion, St. Barthelemy, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, St. Martin, Child, the, the Virgin Islands, the U.S., Switzerland, Thailand, Tunisia, Turkey, the U.K., Spain, South Sudan, South Africa, Somalia, Slovenia. Whew. The list goes on and on. Saudi Arabia. It goes, but all I keep seeing is people saying, oh, I'm going anyway. Guys, 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 sit down. Oh, and we talk about um, U.S. besides, you know, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Hawaii also said, don't come here. Don't come over here. Now, we're talking about cases um, when we consider the population, so that means it's very high. Also, guys, when you talk about these small islands, like I have a lot of friends and extended family from the Virgin Islands and people from BVI, British Virgin Islands. But I'm going to talk about the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's 22 miles long. Y'all come over there for tourist destinations to have it up, but these smaller islands and these smaller countries don't have the same hospital system infrastructure that bigger countries and big cities have. So I need y'all to stop. Don't be in the shade room in the comments, talk about bags already packed. See y'all next month. Sit down. Sit down. Go somewhere. If you really need to travel, go somewhere else. Don't purposely violate things at the CDC. That's why we still fail in this group project. 
I know you want everybody to see your bikini. I know you want everybody to see that you lost your COVID pounds. I know you want everybody to see you on ATVs. I know you want everybody to see your five-star dinner and your dessert with happy birthday scrawled across a nice white plate in chocolate sauce. I know it, but you could do it here. <laughs> if you absolutely have to do it, you could do it here. Respect people. It's the thing about Americans. Y'all got to respect other people's countries, other people's lands, other people's territories. Don't be out here off some colonizer stuff. That's very colonizer of you. <clears throat> Don't, let's not, let's not continue <laughs> the legacy of the colonizer by going to places where we've been asked not to go and putting them at risk and putting other people back home at risk. Could y'all listen? Group project is giving F minus minus minus. What the hell is wrong with y'all? So today's topic category is body. Yes, we're going to talk about body yaddy 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 issues. Now, as a little black girl, I have always dealt with body related insecurities. Partially because I've grown up in America <laughs> and because I've grown up here my entire life, I've been exposed to Eurocentric, patriarchal, societal standards of beauty. Meaning a lot of people who don't look like me telling me what is beautiful, but these things don't naturally apply to me. So whether it be me being told my hair is too coarse, too kinky, needs to be straightened, needs to be longer, um, saying that a slim waist, slim figure, waif-like almost is in, um, telling me that I should be a little bit paler in the winter and embrace it. You know, all those things. Um, and then, boom, being hit with the fact that I come from a cultural background, being a little Black girl, seeing the women in my family be beautifully curvy, full lips, nice hips, a butt that's just like, okay, as the kids said, that thing be banging, you know? you know, full breast and just the proportions. It's it's thick. It's 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 given thick and juicy. Right? I wasn't that. <laughs> I wasn't that. For the longest time I I'm five two. So for the longest time I've been this short, skinny little something. And I struggled so much because I didn't know what was right? You know, I don't look like this as far as the European standard goes, but they're telling me I should. I'm getting mixed messages about, you know, like I said, my hair, the way I dress, the, you know, the, my body weight. And then from the people that I do see myself in, that's just not my frame. And me being so small most of my life, I had people make comments like, oh my God, like, do you eat? 
I've actually had people ask me if I was anorexic or bulimic, which was so disrespectful to me and to those who actually struggle with that diagnosis. You know, like you're so small, like don't that don't do that. That's not cute. Um, that and then I when I started developing as an adolescent, the thing about being a little black girl, and I also think that. Um, Latina and Latinx people can relate growing up as a little girl you are very much sexualized so once I started developing at all it was like oh you have a cute little shape once you spread out once you continue to spread and I was like why are you looking at me this way I'm like 10 I'm 12 I'm 13 and it, it was like oh so I have to continue to develop in this very noticeable way to be accepted. This is what you're waiting for. Very much giving me the heebie-jeebies as I talk about it again. But I struggled because I didn't fit either box, either mold. And as I got older, the standard of beauty changed. You know, for a while it was be this you know, thin supermodel, be this Halle Berry, Halle Berry's bomb, no downs to Halle Berry, I'm just using it, you know, Nia Long, Gabrielle Union, um, you know, I'm talking about that frame, and then as I got older, it was like, the more booty, the better, the bigger the hit, the longer the hit, the better, and I'm just like, child, like, if they would announce me coming into a ring as a boxer, not even as a boxer, baby, just being a little black girl. Now, coming into the ring, weighing 110 pounds on a good day, soaking wet, it's actually, y'all. So, <laughs> I'm like, dang, ah, I tried to eat more. I tried to follow workout trends that were supposed to help me build muscle and tone and nothing really worked for me. And I, I told you a little bit on um, the last episode that I dealt with some bullying. So I really ended up as I got older, realizing that a lot of those messages stuck with me as an adult, like what, when, in terms of how I wanted to be represented on my womanly frame, you know, a lot of the outfits that I wanted to wear, I sometimes would just like, nah, because I'm not as thick as my friends or my aunties or, you know, my mom, my cousins, you know, I didn't have that. So I felt like I was on the outside and I really didn't gain a womanly figure of any type until after I had my first child eight years ago. I put on, of course, the pregnancy pounds, and then I lost them quickly. I lost like 30 pounds in the first two days after giving birth. And then I came home and I was like, oh, I want to keep some of this weight on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a butt. Look at these boots. Da, 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 da. And then it started dropping. And I was like, no, 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 no. But then I um, ended up being on a medication that made me gain weight. And I had to figure out how to do it, how to maneuver it. So that happened. And then I had my second child two years ago, and I've kept a considerable amount of weight um, that I'm okay with, I'm comfortable with. But 
I still find myself looking in the mirror like, mm, is it the right type of thick? Is it the right type of slim thick? Is it this? There's so many messages that are thrown at us about our bodies and a lot of black bodies can go through this um, because there are some instances where we're fetishized and there are some instances where we're demeaned for our natural features. And it can be very confusing trying to figure out how you accept yourself and you love yourself in the midst of these messages. I watched Lizzo cry because people are being disrespectful, rude, dare I say mean to her about the acceptance of her frame. And one of the things that I realized as I got, as an adolescent for sure, but I came into a better understanding as I was older that it don't matter what your frame look like. Somebody's gonna have something to say. And you should just accept who you are and the things that you honestly aren't comfortable with. Make sure that's because that's something that you want to change or you want to work on for you and not for anyone else. And I think when we talk about people like Lizzo, it's like, how can she be comfortable with her frame? Like people say things like that. How is she, she's not really comfortable with her weight. Well, maybe if she, she is. Maybe she is, you know? And this whole talk about her being unhealthy. I have seen this woman give it her all on a stage. I'm talking about like Beyonce, like hype and giving good food choreo with some lovely thick backup dancers. I've seen her workout videos. I've seen her talk about changing her eating habits. When will we all come to the realization that everybody's body is different? And just because someone is bigger, it doesn't mean that they're lazy. And it doesn't mean because they're bigger, um, they identify as fat or thick, heavy, whatever it may be. That doesn't mean that they're unhappy. And it damn sure doesn't mean that they're unattractive. Lizzo is beautiful. And then we have smaller people who I now I don't particularly care for Little Miss Mama's music, um, her Coyle Ray, but she's so she's very much giving the frame that I used to have. And people are like, she needs to eat, she needs to eat a sandwich. Even if you eat more, your frame would be no, stop sending these messages that your body is not okay, that the bodies that they were born with are not okay, that the bodies that they have matured into are not okay. This is what breeds issues of anxiety and depression, and dare I say, um, things related to eating disorders, because of the pressure to look like what everybody wants you to. You have the Meg, the Stallions of the world, fine. She is fine, natural body, but because she's a taller woman, you have people, oh, she was shorter. Oh, she must be a man. Oh, like her her height is instantly um, attributed to masculinity and masculine energy. And it's just like, why? Why are you mad? Because you got to look up at her when she's talking. Let's talk, let's, let's be real. And the pressure about something that she can't change. <laughs> she can't change how tall she is. Like, Put on some platforms if you want to have a convo with her, baby. Like, whatever. It's it's so it's so frustrating to see. And then when you add into the bag of women who have babies, 
this pressure to snap back. Like, sis will be pregnant on Monday, have a baby on Tuesday, be posing on the gram on Friday, posting a snap back picture. And if your body does that, more power to you. I just told you I lost like 30 pounds two days after I had my baby or whatever. That's cool. But that's not everybody's story. So when you see women with their, you know, postpartum weight, making comments about what they look like, what they should look like, you know, you can get a waist trainer for that. Like, are you serious? Kyla Nicole is a YouTube personality. I love her videos. She's uh, on the thinner side as well. And she was all baby during her pregnancy. I'm telling you, all baby during this pregnancy. And people were making comments about her being able to get plastic surgery and waist trainers they were trying to send her away. I'm like, she just had a child. Why are we not accepting of the things that our body does naturally? And why don't we understand that commenting on things that cannot <laughs> necessarily be changed or are not of a detriment to our health, we don't, you commenting on those things and adding that negative feedback does nothing for someone's self-esteem, does nothing for their positive mental health. And that's just the people in the spotlight. Think about the people in your, in your inner circles, your family members. The Lord, there is nothing worse than an auntie coming up to you at a family function commenting on how thick or how fat you got. Ma'am, ma'am, we are here for you to give me some macaroni and cheese that you made with your heart and your soul, not, not for you to talk to me like you lost your mind about my weight boundaries. Scoop that mac and cheese and leave us in peace, auntie. Like, it's unacceptable. I was talking to someone um, the other day and I say, you know, I hear, I read this article and they kind of agree with me. Like, if you're going to comment on something, make sure it's something that somebody can change in like five to 10 seconds. If they can't change it in five to 10 seconds, mind your damn business. And what I mean by that is, oops, girl, your slip showing, your bra strap out of place. Ooh. Your, your skirt's tucked into your panties. Mm, your fly is down. You got a little something on your teeth. Oh, girl, your lace showing a little bit. Like, if they can't fix it in five to 10 seconds, or you're not financing what they need to fix it, if this is not coming from a place of genuine concern, keep it to yourself. Because no one deserves to be bombarded with extra messages when they're already being bombarded with mixed signals from society based on with whatever society thinks is beautiful or trendy at the time. Be kind to one another. If you want to talk about somebody's appearance, baby, give them love and light. That outfit is bomb. That color looks amazing on you. You look like you've been doing good in the gym. Okay, arms. I'm a black girl, so, you know, I'm always, okay, legs. Okay, hair, healthy, we see you. Give something back. Yo, bro, you smell good. You you clean up well, man, you sharp. Like, give them some of that energy. Don't comment on the things that you are not helping them fix or they don't want to. I was on TikTok the other day. 
was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. And somebody was like, oh, her gap, field goal post. And I, I had to check it immediately. I said, now, if this was a couple years ago, I may have cried because I am so self-conscious about my mouth. I even got smile direct to close my gap. Ended up closing the gap, but doing a number on my teeth. And I remember my confidence going boom, right back down after my gap opened back. And if this comment would have happened years ago, I would have cried <laughs> because I'm so self-conscious about it. To the point, there was a long time where I would just put my hand over the top of my mouth when I spoke to people or moved my mouth in a very strategic way so people wouldn't be exposed to the fullness of said gap. And I just was reminded like, hey, bruh, like, you don't know how I feel about certain things on my body. Please don't joke about things with me that I haven't given you permission to joke about. I don't know you. You don't know me. Let's also remember why we're trying to fight the urge to be a social media pew pew gangster. Let's not comment and say things to people that you wouldn't say in real life in a room or in a boxing ring. <laughs> Keep those things to yourself. When you get messages like that, whether you're a celebrity or you're your regular degular girl, guy, or human on the street. It can be a struggle. First of all, many of us have flaws. Many of us deal with insecurities about our body, about our appearance. So why give someone more self-doubt? Why feed into something that could give them more negative messages about themselves? Some of these messages you guys aren't aware of, but I have clients who've dealt with eating disorders, who've dealt with non-suicidal self-injury, such as cutting, all of these things, um, binging, um, serious depression, due to the messages that people have given them about how they look and where their appearance places them on the totem of popularity, attractiveness and likability, and it has hurt them deeply and caused them to do things that aren't healthy. Would you ever wanna do something to cause someone to think that they're not worth it to be here, that they should end their life, that they should just scrap all their hopes and dreams, that they should abandon their style and just, hide how they feel about themselves? I hope your answer is no. So let's keep all the negative to ourselves and think about the positives that people bring to the table. And if you are struggling with body image, I want to remind you that you are the only you. The body that you are given, if you got an issue with it, I love my issues. I love the flaws that I have. And that's not being narcissistic, that's being real. So my flaws show me that I'm not perfect. And because I'm not perfect, I have room to grow. So that's what it is. If you wanna exercise more, do it. You wanna eat better, eat right, change your diet, do it. If you wanna get plastic surgery, go right ahead. Make sure you do your research. And research is more than one Google search. Okay, do your research, 
okay, ATVs and motorcycles on my street while I'm trying to record my podcast are rude. <laughs> Do your research. Make sure you're making healthy decisions. Never base a body-related transition change or, or a lifestyle addition on the views and opinions of others. Base it on what makes you happy, what makes you feel good. Okay? I'm not judging the, I'm not judging you for wanting to enhance yourself. I'm telling you that I want you to go about it in the healthiest way possible. Because we can make dangerous decisions. We can work out too much. We can go to the wrong person for plastic surgery or get too much plastic surgery that can be a detriment to our health. We can, you know, diet too much. There's, you know, there's limits. So make sure that you're staying within those healthy limits. Make sure that you're doing things to level on yourself. And make sure that if you feel that someone is downing you or feeding you negativity about who you are, how you present, how you float through this world, tell them mind their damn business. Because they're not funding your lifestyle, they're not helping you with your dreams, and they're damn sure not walking in your shoes. And that's that on that. It's time for whale mail. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like my song? I think it was great. Anyway, it's time for Whale Mail, where you send in questions and I give you answers about things related to mental health and wellness. And I, again, went to the TikTok streets for this episode's Whale Mail. TikTok loves to give me some Q&A sessions. I love it for us. Thank you, TikTok. Yay. So um, I go live on TikTok every Sunday for Coat Chat with Dr. Vivid. I did a little shorter one than normal this week because I had family things to attend to and the VMAs had me a little bit distracted. I tell the truth here. But one of the questions, um, and we chatted about it a little bit on the Ticket Talkets, but brought it here because, you know, I always give people the space to come into my inbox after the lives. And we talked about purpose. One of the users said, hey, Like, I feel like I don't have a purpose and I'm just stuck. I don't have a purpose. I've lost my purpose. What do you do when you you lose that? And here's my response. You don't lose your purpose. What you're feeling is the weight of not moving the way you thought you should or you thought you could, you thought you would. What you're feeling is the myth of the calendar weighing down on you, meaning you thought X, Y, and Z would come to fruition by this date on the calendar, and it hasn't, and it's got you feeling down. What you've uh, come to deal with is a bunch of heavy emotions that have been kicked up by the fact that things are not going right in one pocket things may look weird in the other pocket but in your head it all came together and you're a little overwhelmed frustrated and confused you didn't lose your purpose because what's for you is for you you just have to figure out one how to be comfortable with the fact that things don't always go your way 
It's okay. It's all right. We plan and plan and work and work and sometimes things fall through. Sometimes things don't go as planned. Sometimes it looks different and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you were confused about your purpose. It means that you need to go back, edit, you know I love the word pivot, and think about what could be done differently to get you closer to what you saw, to get you that much closer to the vision that you have for yourself. So you have to think about what resources you have available. Who can you link up with? Who can you network with? Who can you talk to? Who can be your mentor? Who can help guide you? What skills that you have haven't you been you that you haven't been utilizing? What effort do you need to put in now? Was it enough? Did you do too much in one area? And it caused you to commit some oversight in another. You didn't lose your purpose. Everything is right there. You just got to put it together. It's like when you take a, one of those big puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. I used to do puzzles all the time on the weekends with my grandma. You take that big puzzle out the box, like 100 plus 500, 1,000 pieces. You don't take the puzzle, shake it out the box and go, oh. It did not land in a way that I can completely understand what this is without looking at the box. And that's not what you do. You take time to put it together piece by piece, starting with the edges, the corners. Or some people like to start with the middle and work their their way out. Starting with things that look obvious and filling in the things that are a little bit more vague. You go back and you glance at your reference and make sure you're doing it right. You look for gaps and you say, okay, that piece goes there. You don't abandon it. You work on it. You work on it. Keep working on it. Keep working at it. And the way you work now may need to be different than the way you were working previously. And that's okay. Sometimes we mess up, we misstep, we make mistakes. That's why it's our vision, because we can see what other people can't. So you can see where you could have gone and done something differently and done something better. It's still for you. You just got to work it differently. Your purpose is yours. Your vision is yours. It doesn't belong to anyone else. No one else can do it better than you can. Because you saw it before anybody even thought, thought to ask you about it. And even if you say, well, my vision and my purpose are very similar to this person or this person. Okay. But they aren't you. So they can't execute it the way you can. So be not dismayed. It still belongs to you. You just got to work at it differently and maybe a little bit longer than you would like. But good hard work usually leads to some of the best rewards. So go ahead, snatch it back. Work at it. Put some more time in. Maybe put another set of eyes on it. Somebody you trust. Get some more research done. Do some troubleshooting. Make it happen. It's yours. And it's not by accident, baby. 
This is your purpose on purpose. You guys, it's time to take a beat where I tell you what music, what songs, what albums have been feeding my soul, giving me joy, calming me down. And y'all, it's been Yeba for me. It's Yeba for me. Yeba. I talked a little bit about Yeba on the last episode because, you know, she was on Champagne Poppy Certified Lover Boy. But when I tell you, Dawn has been played a lot in my house, in my truck, in my mind, in the shower. <laughs> Who? Yaba has, like I told you, a, an amazing voice. The vocals of it all. Um, it's 12 tracks. Uh, again, the album is Dawn. It was dropped September 10th. It's, it's 12 tracks. It's only 39 minutes, which I feel blessed and robbed at the same time because I'm like, oh, give me more. But these songs are amazing. She sings with so much soul, with so much emotion. There are songs that reference her mom, that are about her mom, that talk about relationships, that talk about her mindset. Ugh. It's just good stuff. It's just good music. If you haven't checked it out, please check out Dawn by Yeba. It's just amazing. I had a couple reflective moments listening to the songs that, you know, were inspired by her mom. Um, and I had some reflective moments listening to the songs that are they're inspired by relationships. She's just a good storyteller. And we need that. And I also love how she's open about um, her mother's struggle and her grief because it's so important. And this can help someone. This musical testimony can help someone as they're grieving, can help someone as they're dealing with their own issues related to mental illness, can help someone process the suicide of someone close to them. Thank you, Yeba. It's it's a certified bop. It's a, it's good music, real music. What else have I listened to? I'm not gonna lie, Aaliyah. More of Aaliyah's music has dropped. Um, her estate, aka her uncle, has been letting us get a hold of her music. I feel some type of way about how her uncle played with us and is playing with her music and. But um, I bumped Are You That Somebody. The actual Aaliyah album is out now. That actually, a lot of stuff dropped in the same time. It was like, Chloe dropped Have Mercy. Aaliyah's estate dropped um, the other uh, albums and tracks. Yabba, it's been a time. It's been a time. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. And the other day I was at Sonic in the parking lot and I was like doing quasi Aaliyah choreography to Are You That Somebody? Shout out to everybody who saw me dancing to that and have mercy in Sonic parking lot. (laughs) But that's what's been feeding my soul. What are you taking a beat with? What are you listening to? I love, I love to hear it from you. Let me know.
It's time for Do It Yourself. We talk about coping skills, strategies, tools you can use for the benefit of your mental health and wellness. Today, we're going to talk about aromatherapy. There is such a strong connection between your sensory system and your memory, especially your olfactory senses. Smell, right? So heavily tied to memory. You can smell something and instantly be like, mm, that reminds me of such and such perfume. That reminds me of auntie's house. That reminds me of his cologne. Ooh, that reminds me of a liquor that I drank in college. Why would you ever? <laughs> your sense of smell is so, so connected to your memory. It's beautiful. And sometimes it can be triggering. But we want to talk about the positive parts of triggering, you know? Sometimes we hear the word trigger, um, we think it's always something bad, but um, you can have a sensory trigger that is good, you know, that pulls. A trigger is something that pulls something from you, that draws some type of attention. So for aromatherapy, I think a lot of people are into some aspects of aromatherapy, but they don't exactly know why. Raise your hand if you love you some good candles, some good body butters, some good oils. You have go-to shower gels, scrubs, body bars. Mm-hmm. That's because something about those scents elicits something in your spirit and in your brain that makes you feel good. And we love that for you. Go be luxurious. Go find the scents that really appeal to you. I am, I love candles, but I also have a two-year-old and a cat that lose their minds, so I can't light them as much as I would love to. But candles, find some of your favorite scents. For those of you who are off to college or away from your family, find some scents that make you feel comforted, comforted that make you feel like home, that remind you of your loved ones. If you're dealing with a little bit of sleepiness, lag, find some good Zing, centrist, awakening scents that are going to really invigorate you. If you're having trouble sleeping, find some things that giving you, that are giving you hints of eucalyptus, lavender, chamomile. If you want something that's going to make you focus, a good mint is lovely. I love a good tea tree oil as well. Because I feel so strongly about scents, I am about to release my oils, um, aromatherapy, body oils, the shower oils, essential oils. I'm excited. Um, and I have a lot of different blends. Everything is natural that I'm working on because I use them for myself. And lately I've been giving a lot of them out to friends and family. So I'm really excited about you guys having the ability to purchase these. And no, I did not pick this topic for DIY just to plug my oils. I picked it because I've been having a lot of conversations with people around me about scents, aromatherapy, and things that they've been sniffing on. That are good for you. Don't sniff on the bad stuff. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not even going to say it. You know what I'm talking about. Don't sniff on the bad stuff. Use the candles. Use the oils. Use the things that make you feel great. That are good for your skin. That are good for your body. 
you know? Sometimes it doesn't even have to be those oils and those butters. I'm a person who loves the smell of water. Like, when I say that, I mean on the beach, the lake, a pond, something about that natural scent, you know? Bake some cookies. (laughs) Fill your home with a great aroma. Fill it with the smell of something that makes you feel comforted, makes you smile. Go ahead and spray your car with something that makes you feel good. You, you spend enough time in it. Go ahead and get that scent right off and ready. Spray your sheets, your pillowcases. Make sure you don't do too much because we don't want to irritate your skin. And yes, even too much of the natural things can cause irritation. So be careful. Think about the things that you're using when you wash your hair, when you moisturize your body, your face. Add some scents and some notes that you need. Think about what you need. Think about the scents that you respond to, the scents that make you smile, the scents that draw up those great memories, the scents that make you calm, the scents that make you feel like, mm, yeah, I'm ready to do this, the sexy scents. Mm-hmm. Think about those too and use them as much as you need to. Now, I'm going to tell you now, disclaimer, aromatherapy oils, essential oils, and other scents that make you feel good are not a substitute for talk therapy or any type of form of um, mental health therapy. They're not a substitute for psychotropic medications, but it can be great coping tools to use alongside those in in, um, cooperation with those things. So go for it. Find your signature scent and get back to me. the cool down. So, wherever you are, if you're in a safe place, please feel free to follow along with me. And if you're not in a safe place right now, or you're not in a place where you can actively follow along with this exercise, you can always come back to it later. Let's get into it. I want you to close your eyes. And take a deep breath in and let it out. Again, a deep breath in, inhale, and let it out. Nice exhale. I want you to slowly allow your head to drop as if it's going to fall into your lap. I want you to take a deep breath in, let it out. I want you to slowly pick up your head so that it's now sitting straight and your body is sitting straight. Shoulders, nice, upright. Take a deep breath in, let it out. I want you to let your arms drop to your side. Take a deep breath in, let it out. 
I want you to ball your fist up as tightly as you can. Take a deep breath in. And as you let this breath out, release your fingers. Shake your fingers, wiggle your fingers. I want you to now take a deep breath in. Let it out. Draw your body inward. So ball up your fists, cross your arms across your body, ball up your toes, put your legs together, let your shoulders touch your ears. We're going to take a deep breath in. And then when we let this deep breath out, we're going to release all that tension and let our body just drop. Let it out. Let's do that again. Draw our body inward. Release. Now I want you to open your eyes slowly and let your body just relax. This has been the cool down. Take note of how your body feels. Now with my cat being a rowdy co-host and coming in during the end of the cool down with her meow meow, Chloe's getting fired, (laughs) y'all. But that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for coming here to meet with me in this safe space. Thank you for your likes, your subscriptions. Thank you for the listens, the shares. Thank you. You just make my heart feel so full and so warm. Remember to submit your well-mailed questions via contact at drvivid.com, my TikTok DMs. I am Glitter in Genetics, Dr. Vivid over there. Um, On Instagram, you can find me at Dr. Vivid. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at Dr. Vivid with doctor spelled out. I love you guys, and I hope you walk in your purpose on purpose. Let go of all the things that don't serve you and walk into all the rooms that deserve you. All right? Until next time, we out. And you know what you're going to do it like, right? Do it like it's your B-Day, baby. (laughs) And that never gets old. I'm out.